Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. Happy New Year. I'm Eric. Happy New Year. I'm Bob. And Bob is Bob Shorey. He's one of the MCSEs that works at TAB. He comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Feel free to get online in this new year, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. And we will do our best to uh, answer any of your computer or technology questions that we can. As I'd like to start out, we've got some technology news for you. And here's some big news. Tesla reduces prices in the U.S. as tax credit starts to phase out. So again, if, for those of you who are economics majors, you already know this. Anytime the government subsidizes something, the price goes artificially higher. Let's say it again, just in case you don't understand. Anytime the government subsidizes something, the price is artificially higher. And now, since the uh, government, and that government being you and I, have subsidized folks to buy Tesla's $80,000 vehicles uh, to the tune of $7,500 a, a car, and you, they, we did that 250,000 times. So this subsidy starts to go away when you hit your 250,000th vehicle. So do the math. I think we gave Tesla a billion and a half dollars of our, our own tax money so that people wanted to, who wanted to buy $80,000 vehicles could do it. But so, we won't go there. So if they take the $7,500 off the price. What happens? <laughs> that $7,500 probably went in Elon Musk's pocket. <laughs> it could have. <laughs> who knows where it went. But the, the thing is here, now the Model 3 with mid-range battery pack, uh, which is going to start at $46,000, has now been reduced to $44,000. This was the, the car, the Model 3, they promised at $35,000, but they haven't been able to do it. And so Electric, which is a, uh, a magazine that talks about the electric vehicles and goes and talks about the industry, got the uh, information directly from Tesla. They confirmed the price change in a statement. Uh, moving beyond the success of Q4, we are taking steps to partially absorb the reduction of the federal EV tax credit, which as of January 1 dropped from $7,500 to $3,750. Starting today, we are reducing the price of the Model S, the Model X, Model 3 by $2,000. Voila! The price goes down when the subsidy is removed. Same thing with solar panels and anything else they're subsidizing, guys. Uh, when the government stops subsidizing it, the price will start hitting what the market will bear. And... Uh, that's why I'm so against it, especially when you're subsidizing $80,000. If you can afford an $80,000 vehicle, you don't need $7,500 from your fellow taxpayers to buy it. But it is what it is. And just imagine this same tax credit is going to hit every other manufacturer of electric vehicles. Nissan's coming out with one. Jaguar's coming or Jaguar, however you say it, it's coming out with one. Uh, you name it. There's going to be luxury electric vehicles that are going to get 7500 bucks a pop for the first 250,000 vehicles that are sold. Well, that means that every company can um, produce 250,000 electric cars. You can get a billion and, and a half of dollars. And get that money. Exactly. And then, you know what? Let's start a new company. <laughs> we'll produce 250,000 
cars, go out of business, and open a new company. <laughs> you have to be yeah, exactly. Every new company is as long as you've gone through your first two hundred fifty thousandth vehicle, uh, you get your seventy five hundred dollars tax credit. So I'll put it out here for you to read. Um, it helps you if you're if you don't know about economics, how these subsidies work, and how the companies, of course, have to reduce the price <laughs> when the subsidy is removed. So what else you got, Bob? Okay. <clears throat> I got a lot of news on China. Okay. Okay. Our China place. censors reportedly learn real history to stop spreading it. Interesting. So these guys are going to know the actual truth. Yes. Well, got to remember, Tiananmen Square happened in 1989. Yeah. And a lot of people, especially in China, no have idea. never heard of it because 1989. You know, these people are in their 20s now. Right. Or were then close in their 20s. To 30. Well, no. If they were in their 20s then. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I mean, if they were born in, uh, even five years before, they wouldn't have been aware of That's it. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, these people are like, you know, 20s, 30s. Sure. Yeah. And I've never heard of it. They've never heard of it. No. So what they're doing is. The censors are. The censors, yes. The true information about Tiananmen Square massacre is not for people outside to know, a Chinese censor tells the New York Times. Mm-hmm. Chinese censors must reportedly learn a history previously unknown to them so they know which information the government wants them to stop spreading. On the Internet, right. Employees of the censorship companies like Beijing-based Beyondsoft mm-hmm. are taught about the government's violent suppression of the 1989 student-led Tiananmen Square protests and late activist Lu Xiaobo. Mm-hmm. Close know. enough. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Who was repeatedly imprisoned for his anti-government views, New York Times reported Wednesday. Mm-hmm. This training enables censors to spot censor content that angers the Chinese government so they can scrub it on behalf of the country's media companies, mm-hmm. which must shut down anything that makes the ruling Chinese Communist Party look bad. Right. Even though this is a resource-intensive pro- process. Yeah. Now <clears> – <throat> They have algorithms and they have people. And I'm kind of going to jump around until I get to the, to the end of the article. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but <clears throat> um, despite the problem of censorship leading Google to exit China's search engine market in 2010, actually they were booted out. Right. Reports last year suggest that Google looked into introducing a censored search engine right. known as the Dragonfly, Dragonfly Project mm-hmm. in the country. Yep. So they've had people resign. At from Google, Google because right. of that. But, <clears throat> yeah, it's a big market. I would not want to be one of those censors who knows all the truth in China because your life can't be your own. Your can't oh, be. yeah. It can't be Well, if own. they suspect or somebody accuses them of spreading the truth, mm. God, they would assassinate them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in a New York heartbeat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what happened to Ping? I don't know. He was here yesterday. He's gone today. Uh, <laughs> no idea. In other news, we are, we're going we're gonna to queue up our... Uh, our, uh, if it's free, you're the commodity music. So let's let, let's have you. We're gonna play this a little bit for you. So along with the lines of the vehicle tune here, if it's free, you're the commodity. The Weather Channel app. It just seems like such a nice little app. Is being accused of deceptively deceptively amassing user location data. The city of Los Angeles is suing the app's developers for allegedly failing to disclose that location data is used for more than just accurate forecasts. Imagine that. Um, Again, it's free. Why is it free? Not out of the kindness of their hearts, guys. It's not. 
get in the car and have some candy, right? That's what the, that's what the, <laughs> come on in. Um, basically what they're doing, and uh, the, the suit alleges that IBM's a subsidiary, the Weather Channel. Now, why is IBM involved in the Weather Channel? Well, they own it. Oh, interesting, isn't it? <laughs> um, basically, this is the most one of the most popular apps ever downloaded. Forty-five million people use the app every month, and basically, any app with location data information is very important to marketers. And so, what's happening here is um, the the IBM is selling this data to marketing companies, so that if you're sitting in whatever wherever you're doing with the weather app. Day or well, night. It doesn't matter whether you're using it or not. No, it's tracking, it's you, tracking anyway. you anyways. And they're making all sorts of money off of where you are and what your location is. Because if they know where you are, they can then send some sort of screen or some sort of marketing to your phone to go buy a, a Dunkin' Donut coffee or something like that, right? Um, so they're going to be sued. And this is a common issue when it comes to apps. If it's free, ask yourself why. They're not doing it out of the kindness of their hearts. So as long as you understand that, then fine, right? It's fine. As far as I'm concerned, if you understand that, it's fine. If you thought they were doing it for free and your data was private, you're a dingling, right? <laughs> well, um, you know, I'm going to spend a year of my life developing this app that's going to be really awesome, <laughs> and I'm going to give it away for free. free. Yeah. <laughs> Just so it tells you the temperature in, in Albuquerque. I mean, <laughs> I mean come on. Um, you can call time and temperature and get that if you need to. And I wonder if they're tracking you there, too. Ah, well, here's the deal. Yeah. You got the, the more. Get to the granular part. Where's the granular part, Bob? Is it near the bottom here? Yeah, it is. I'm always near the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> They're tracking where you go. Yeah. How is. long you stay there. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Every detail about where you're going um, because you've got the app running and it's got location data. So it's, it's tracking everything about you uh, and your movements. So, of course, they're going to be making tons of money. And they this. didn't ask you if... If this you can do okay. it. The problem they're going to do, though, here is they're going to send you a little note that says you agree. You know, right. The EULAs, right? These are user license right. agreements. Right. And uh, basically, if they're going, to, they're going to send you a little note saying, hey, just so you know, we're going to use your data. Is that okay? And you're going to click okay. So, I mean, it's as simple as that. They're is this to- uh, uh, eminent of uh, Logan's Run or um, um, 1984? I don't know. More like 1984. Logan's Run was a completely... One of my favorite movies of all time, actually. <laughs> but uh, I don't think it has any connection there. All right. One other quick thing I wanted to bring up. Um, you know, you're, you're hearing about the economy and Apple tanking recently because people are finally tired of spending $1,000 on a smartphone. And uh, this is directly from Apple, okay? So uh, I've said it for many years. I was wondering when we we're going to finally have some sort of uh, – fatigue when it came to consumers buying Apple. And of course, Apple and, and Apple's proponents are blaming Trump's uh, tariffs in China as to why Apple's tanking. However, this is directly from Apple. And for some reason, people are not acknowledging this. While macroeconomic challenges in some markets were a key contributor to this trend, we believe there are other factors broadly impacting our iPhone performance, including Consumers adapting to a world with fewer carrier subsidies, sure. U.S. dollar strength related to price increases, yep. And here's the big one, the one that really matters, guys. And some customers, some they say, taking advantage of significantly reduced pricing for what? iPhone battery replacements. So if you recall, just a year ago, Apple was caught slowing your phone down. For your benefit, they would say, uh, because... 
the battery was getting old. They weren't telling you that part of it, but they were slowing it down because they didn't want you to have poor performance for your short battery life. And of course, what were you doing? Well, you're running out and buying a new iPhone because why? It's a little faster, a little brighter, a little thinner. Um, and of course, it'll run better than your throttled phone that they were slowing down on you. And they were caught red-handed. Now, you iPhone users can go out and change your battery. And you have been, which of course makes perfect economic sense to do so. And what, you, what are you doing? Impacting their bottom line. So again, Apple markets themselves as the smartest, the brightest, the best, but they, they don't want to tell you about your battery you going mean slow? they would rather sell you a new iPhone That's for $1,000 instead of a $25 battery? They would. <laughs> it just seems... Uh, well, know, they would sell it for 75 bucks. Now, now they do. <laughs> uh, but man, how cynical can a company be to its rabid fans? Well, it turns out finally the rabid fans are getting uh, the better deal finally, and they're just replacing your batteries. You don't need to go get the latest $1,000 iPhone. Actually, the funny problem is you look at somebody else's iPhone and nobody knows what, which one you're running. So I think the other problem is you don't get the cachet of, hey, I've got the $1,000 one. You've got the $800 one. <laughs> That's all gone. Uh, now you're just changing the battery because you know what? It's a, it's a phone. It's a smartphone. Right. It's ubiquitous. We got to step out and take a quick break. We'll put these links out here for you at computertalkwithtab.com. It's the name of the show.com, which also works. And if you go to our live links, you'll find these right there for you. We'll also post it on Facebook, and uh, we'll tweet it to you, too, if you follow us on Twitter at tabcomputersys. We'll be right back. This is Computer Talk. All right, we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here till uh, 11 o'clock. Happy New Year. Let's get right to your calls. We have a full board, and we're going to start with uh, Tim in New Hampshire first. Morning, Tim. What's up? Hey, Happy New Year, guys. Oh, what do you do? Um, I've got an uh, Acer Aspire laptop that I've had for about five and a half years, and in the last probably, I don't know, four months or so, it's become uh, more and more unstable. It's running Windows 10 Home, hmm. and... Uh, some days it'll go all day long without crashing. Other days it'll crash like three times in 30 minutes. Wow, that's no fun. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I'm wondering, is, if, is it fixable or do I need a new one? If I need a new one, do you have any recommendations? So the age on it again, how old was it? About five and a half years. Okay, so you've upgraded it probably from 8.1 or 8.0 when it came yeah, out? Yeah, it was 8, uh, I think, originally. Some of those uh, upgrades didn't go so well. Yeah, and I, that's when I kind of noticed it started. There was one upgrade that it didn't it didn't go through. I think the first time, and it seemed like after that, it just never was the same. Yeah, and um, Microsoft did a really pretty poor job with a lot of a lot of manufacturers saying they'd be they'd be compatible, and then they weren't. Um, so it could be just some sort of incompatibility with a driver. It could be something simple like RAM. Um, you could replace the RAM on that laptop probably for like a hundred dollars or so. And okay. if, if you thought the five-and-a-half-year-old laptop was worth 100 bucks, it starts to get to be a question, right? You don't want to spend too much money on an old laptop. Yeah. But yeah. for 100 bucks, it swapped the RAM out. Uh, because if it's RAM, is part of your problem, which is where I would lean. Um, why, would that, why would that cause an issue? Bad RAM causes these weird issues like that where it okay. just crashes, uh, memory issues. Uh, and it's a cheap thing and easy thing for an end user to swap out. If it's something more like a motherboard issue, overheating issue, hard drive issue, um, I wouldn't bother um, putting too much money into it. Yeah, it seems, I don't know if this makes a difference, but it seems like uh, the more things I have open, particularly if I'm doing any kind of watching any video or anything like that or streaming stuff, 
that seems to it seems to crash more often when I'm doing that. Well, that'd be back to again RAM. Okay. I think as far as a thing to try. Okay. Um, so you could try that. It's pretty inexpensive. Just go to crucial.com and uh, put the, the make and model of your laptop in there, and it'll tell you what it'll take okay. <clears throat> for replacement RAM. As far as a new laptop, um, we like HP. We've been selling HP for many years um, okay. for to our client base. Uh, but again, you've got two different levels of HP, consumer level and business level. We're only going to sell business level to our business clients. Uh, consumer level, um, you, know, you probably <clears throat> find a good laptop for six or 700 bucks. Um, yeah, I mean, I, one of the things I like about this one, it's got like a 15 and a half inch screen. I like yeah. like the size of that just for working and being able to see at my age. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, the the pro books is what we would recommend generally um, for more of a prosumer business grade laptop. But they do have um, the N. I think they're NVs uh, that are pretty popular too. Envy is nice. Yeah. So that's okay. more of a, a consumer level, but I would maybe maybe spend some money, hundred bucks on a, on some RAM. Check, we'll check out Crucial, see what they have for pricing on some on a new RAM sim to see if it's worth it. Okay. But if it's you know, if you just want a, approval to get it past committee, go ahead and buy a new laptop. It's five and a half years old. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I am kind of leaning that way, but yeah. uh, if, if it was something that was a uh, maybe an easy fix, which sounds like uh, the RAM might be, it I might be. I'm just taking right. a shot in the dark, though, Tim. Yeah. All right. All right, sir. I'll give it a shot. Thanks, guys. All right. My pleasure. Bye. Bye-bye. Um, yeah, you don't want to spend too much money on an old computer. Five and a half, six years is a long time for a laptop. You know, if you get three to four out of a laptop, you've done pretty well. Yes. Uh, six years is what you want out of a, out of a computer minimally. Um, a desktop. A desktop. That'll have plenty of ability to, to perform for you for six years. All right. Let's move on to uh, Al in Heartland. Hey, Al. Good morning, guys. morning. Speaking of Laptops. Nope. My, uh, kids got me a brand new one for Christmas. Oh, great kids! And, uh, I, I haven't uh, actually haven't had a laptop for years. Mm-hmm. I had an old desktop that's kind of off network. It's got Windows XP on it. I just use it for certain things, and I have to transfer something. I have to. Well, clearly they uh, saw that you needed a computer. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, <laughs> so my question is. Um, where do I want to go for virus protection and you know some other things to make sure that I'm I'm ready to bring this thing out onto the world wide web and not get zapped by uh, you know folks that want to do me harm? Right. Well, we've recommended Webroot. Um, Webroot is a good antivirus tool. We use it in our business practice, and we would recommend it for home users. We used to say it's okay to use Defender, the free stuff from Microsoft, but it's less and less the case. Um, but you could do it if you really wanted to, but Webroot would be a good a good solution for antivirus. Um, and then you also want to make sure you configure OpenDNS. I've heard you say that. So, so what does that actually mean? Well, what it means is you're going to set your computer up to be on a – think of it as the HOV lane of Internet services, right? So instead of being out in the three lanes of highway traffic with all the common ruck out there banging around, you can get off any exit you want, you're going to be in a more safe – HOV lane of internet. And you're just, all you're doing is configuring an IP setting on your DNS settings in your network card, which are what, Bob? 208.67.222.222 and 208.67.220.220. Right. So instead of using the inter- the DNS IPs provided by your internet provider, you're going to use the ones provided by OpenDNS, which is a Cisco company. And is, it's, is there stuff on your website? And oh, sure. Do this? Millions of times. Yeah. Okay. And it's free. 
and it's a no-brainer to do. You got it. You should do it. It's the it's the thing you should do if you do anything with your computer. Do this. So if you go to OpenDNS right. and you open up a free account, okay, right, then you can go in and get more granular about what you want to block. Right. So if you want to block porn, porn or gambling or, or any shopping sites, yeah, stuff like that. So you can be a parent too if you've got young kids in the um in the house, <clears throat> and for free. And uh, you'll right. be you'll be much less apt to be hit with malicious websites, malicious content because you're not going to see them. They're not going to be delivered to you because you're on the HOV lane of the internet versus the uh, Wild Wild West. And if you set up a your account when you're blocked, it'll tell you you're blocked. Right. So then you can say, well, you know, I want to go to the Connecticut Lottery. Right. Yeah. So you, see if you're you go in and unblock it. You want to see if you use your game sense right. <laughs> That crack you up every time you hear that. Game, use your game sense. What the hell is that? Your Spidey sense or something? I don't know what the heck that is. Um, but yeah, that's all you gotta do, Al. Uh, those are the two basics. And uh, be be weary or leery of uh, email that's coming through to your your system. But those are the two basics. If you do if you do those two things, you'll be a lot safer on the network and the internet than anybody else. Okay, I think for your help. Appreciate the time. All right, Al. Thank you for calling. All right, bye-bye. We'll put a link out of Computer Talk with Tab for what OpenDNS is all about. We'll step out for a quick break. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're going to be here until 11 o'clock. So, in technology world, ask, do you really think this is something that would be a good thing? I mean, I guess folks that are doing – I've never done the laundry. I guess that's the one nice thing about being married. My wife is willing to do the laundry. Eventually, she's going to make me do it. But for now, um, she's been doing it. <laughs> and we replaced our, our washer and dryer. And the washer and dryer, believe it or not, are Wi-Fi connected. <laughs> so you can sit down there on your smartphone <clears throat> on your smartphone on the couch when the, when the laundry is done, and it will actually send you a little alert saying, laundry's done. <laughs> I don't know. Is is that a good thing? I, I don't know. It's probably a good thing to have that. You have your washer and dryer tell you when it's done. I don't well, know. when the note, note makes you stand up and go walking up <laughs> upstairs to change out your laundry. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Just imagine the the technology involved in adding a Wi-Fi adapter and then the smart system to go talk to the internet to then come back to my smartphone to tell me that my laundry's done. Well, I want to get rosy. So she can go up and oh, Roosevelt, yeah, from yeah. from uh, the Jetsons, definitely. That'll be the <laughs> that'll be the future. All right, we got some other articles, some robots that we would talk about. We'll do it now, but we got calls coming in. But uh, there's a good article about uh, robots in California that are kind of funny. <laughs> oh yeah, let's go on to Christian and Seymour first. Hey, Christian, what's up? Hey, uh, good morning, guys. Morning. Um, I have a, a HP Pavilion laptop. All right. That uh, I was getting the blue screen of death, uh, you know, repeated. Long story short, it was the hard drive that I ended up replacing. I put in uh, an SSD card. But nice. The computer's running great now. But uh, when the hard drive problem started, I noticed that the battery was, it would say like it would charge like 86%, but it wouldn't go past that. Mm -hmm. Then it would die. Then. Uh, the battery dropped to like 80%, wouldn't, couldn't charge it further. So like the research that I did, it looked like initially it needed to be calibrated. I mm -hmm. tried going through all the steps, couldn't figure it out. So ended up buying a replacement battery. Sure. Um, 
But now I've got the replacement battery in, and this battery's dying faster than my original battery was. And every time I run the battery test, it tells me to calibrate the battery. But everything I try to do won't seem to calibrate the battery. So I'm wondering if I'm missing something or if I just, because I bought a a replacement battery on Amazon, I didn't get it through HP. Is that possibly my problem? Or anything you guys might know would be extremely helpful. Well, your your last statement there as far as it being a quote-unquote HP battery is it does it have hp markings on it or is is it a knockoff it's a knockoff so it could be partly partly part of your problem that it's a knockoff um that that is not communicating as well as it could bob's got some thoughts are you running windows 10 yes i am okay we can put a link up there how to manually calibrate battery of windows laptops to increase its life yeah there okay. is there is a link for that i assume you tried some of that already though because it sounded like you knew some of the battery calibration technology right yeah, I mean, I guess everything I'm everything I've read says. I mean, I, well, here's the other thing. I everything I read says like you know, fully charge the battery, then discharge it, then charge it again, and then run the battery test. Um, and that's what I've tried that a couple times. Um, and every time I do it, the HP battery check when I go through um, the HP support assistant mm-hmm. tells me that the battery's functioning uh, properly, but it just needs to be calibrated. Yeah, and then. You know, and it tells me, like, the battery itself, cycle count, three out of a 1,000. The battery age is only 147 days, the one that I put in. Yep. Um, but then when I try to run a battery test through um, the HP, um, not support assistant, but uh, hardware diagnostic. Yep. It tells me that the battery test was canceled, and it tells me that every single time. Like, I can only run the battery test through support assistant. Yep. And even the other battery, the battery that I replaced, so the original HP battery, yeah. that also would not let me test it oh. uh, through hardware diagno- diagnostics. So it almost makes me wonder if it's a problem with my computer. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. I, I was going to go there if I was going to have you put the old battery in and run that test and see if it's HP saying, you know, hey, this is not an HP product. We're not going to work with you. Kind of what they do with their inks, right, with their printers. No, it's, it's kind of telling me the same thing on both yeah. batteries. So, yeah. I mean, I'm wondering if I'm missing a driver somewhere or if I'm, you know. Um, probably not a driver. It could be a problem with your machine itself. Uh, what about your power cord and all that? Is that is that original or have you replaced it? Uh, it's all original, yeah, and that it, works fine. It, well, and maybe it doesn't. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, you know, battery ad- uh, power cord adapters are also part of this equation, and it could just be a problem with that. Um, you may want to consider replacing it. How old is this laptop? Well, it was a certified refurb. Um, <laughs> uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> red flag. So red flag. It. Yeah, so I got it about a year and a half ago. I never had any problems. No, with no. It until until the hard drive went. But it's probably pretty old. So if you look at if you go put the serial number in there, how old is it originally? Uh, let me see. You can go to support.hp.com and probably put that serial number in there, and it'll tell you the original Typical date. Typical lease is three to five years. So. Yeah, that's probably a yeah, six. Yeah, I, I would imagine. It's probably a six-plus-year-old uh, laptop. Um, so, and, you're, and that just comes with the territory then of buying, I mean, having an older machine. Exactly, and that's why refurb, certified or not, are probably going to give you a 90-day warranty on it when you buy it anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't, don't go too crazy on this thing um, because it really could be internal – Hardware components that are failing on you it could be other. Is the battery of it. removable? Yeah. No, it's got the. I mean, no. I have to take the back off to get to it. Oh, you right. know what I mean? You can so, remove it. Though. <clears throat> I ran across a client that had a laptop, which I brought back to tab, mm-hmm. but it had an 
battery that was removable. Yeah. And then it had another battery that was not removable. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. And you couldn't fix that one. No, I had to bring it back to tab. I don't know whether we sent it out or whatever, but. Yeah, no, this only has one battery. I mean, the thing is, even with the replacement battery, I could probably get like an hour and a half to two hours out of it, which isn't too bad. But hmm. um, well, That is pretty good, actually. Yeah, no, it may be even longer than that, but the problem is the calibration. I mean, like, you know, the one, like the yesterday it dropped down to 0%, but I still had hours left on the, you know, on the life of it. So I mean, I was still able to work on it, although it said zero, but then... Oh. Later on, it was at 50% and then shut down on me because the battery died. So it's like the gauge, you know, it's like driving a car with a broken gas gauge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. Well, again, um, check the age of it. If it's over six plus years old, which we suspect it probably is, I don't want you to spend too much more money on this thing. Um, you could try getting a new cable, a new power adapter, and see if that solves it. You can try the link that we put up there as far as how okay. to go through the HP hardware diagnostics. Because the same thing happens on both an HP battery and your generic battery, you know, it's probably not HP. It's not stopping it for any kind of third-party reason. So if this calibration link that we gave you really doesn't work, I don't want you to, to waste too much time and energy okay. on this thing. I would, I would say, look, you know, refurb, certified or not, you know, probably not the best way to go long term. How much did it cost uh, you originally refurbished? Uh, I want to say maybe like around five hundred. Ooh, that was an expensive. Uh, that must have been a really good laptop in its day. No, it is. I mean, it's got the dedicated graphics card, the uh, touchscreen. I mean, I you know I do some video editing and things like Ooh. that with it, so I got something a little bit. Yeah, it's a nice laptop. Nice. Yeah, nice. No, laptop. I mean it, overall it was a pretty good deal. I mean, even if I end up having to uh, you know use it plugged in, you mm -hmm. know, especially with the new SSD card, it's it's pretty smooth. But right. I just didn't know if there was something I was overlooking or missing. So I don't uh, think so. You've done everything correct as far as I can tell. Okay. Uh, last question before I let you go. Is there a way to test my power cord or no? Not really. It either is flaked okay. out or it's not. Um, okay. I mean, if you're, an, if you're an electrician or an electrical engineer, you probably could do more than a geek like me would do. But it either is working well or it's not. So that's the thing you swap out. <laughs> probably okay. costs like 30 or 40 bucks to get a new one. All right. Well, thanks a lot for your help. I appreciate it. All right, Christian. Good luck. Yep. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, sometimes with the refurbs, they're, they're so much older than you Just than you make realize. sure you get the correct HP part number. Right. The right. generic ones may not work well. As you hope, yeah. Let's step out for a quick break. Get back to more of your calls. Mark in uh, North Brantford. Hang on. Chris in Brantford. Hmm, you guys might be neighbors. Uh, two lines open for you. Feel free to get online. 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. We'll be right back. We are back. This is Computer Talk. Four lines are all jammed up. I appreciate that on this lovely Saturday morning in the new year. Um, and we'll do our best to help you out and get to your calls. We're here until 11 o'clock. But we, we did want to tell you a quick thing about this news article that we have to make sure we get out for you guys to hear about it because it's pretty funny. What do you got, Bob? Oh, um, the little PepsiCo snack robot is a vending machine on wheels. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> the Hello Goodness branded robot rolls around with chips and iced tea, but no beer. Of course not. A fleet of snack-filled robots are now delivering quick bites to students at one California university. PepsiCo's Hello Goodness branded uh, snack bots, snack bots, which look like food coolers on wheels, started operation Thursday at the University of the Pacific in Stockton. That's in California. Right. For those of you in Rio Linda. <laughs> <laughs> the robots can be summoned with an iOS app 
to any of the 50 spots across the college's 175-acre campus, allowing students to pick up snacks. 175 acres is a good-sized campus. Well, yeah, and of course you wouldn't want to walk. That'd be crazy talk. You wouldn't want to walk to the campus uh, canteen and get your food. you got to go and have a robot deliver it to you. Well, you know, uh, it's gonna college f- kids, you know, they, uh, you know, get a keg of beer and, you know, some whatever. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they, get, they get the munchies, you know, <laughs> and they don't have to go and get it. Or, they, or they'd have pizza delivered. Right. You know, so it's the same thing. I guess. So Scott Finlow, president, vice president of innovation and insights, said beer or other alcohol isn't currently planned for snack bots. For now. <clears throat> which are now stocked with, a health, with healthier snacks like baked potato chips, tea, and Starbucks cold brew. <laughs> The robots can travel 20 miles, 32 kilometers, on a single charge nice. and include a camera with headlights nice. for seeing pathways and all-wheel drive capabilities for steep hills. Students are able <laughs> to pay for their food using Apple Pay, either Apple Pay or a credit card payment. Right through, by the app. Through the phone app. Yeah. They are roughly the size of a cooler, coming in at 21 and a half inches high, <laughs> 28.57 inches long, and 30.5 Nine inches high. Amazing. The snack bots themselves do business on weekdays from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. And we'll hit the brakes on business in the evening. Unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, it puts a whole new thought on the freshman 15. I mean, the, the idea is you're going to gain 15 pounds as a freshman because of all the great food at these universities. And now you don't even have to walk to the cafeteria. You can sit on your butt in the middle of the uh, yeah, quad. But the caveat is, is they don't deliver in the middle of the night. No, they don't. They don't. You know, when the students I'm surprised. Are, are pulling an all-night all yeah, all study. Yeah, all-night study. Oh, well, I, we had to get that story out there. It's, it's so funny. Let's go back to your calls. We're going to go to Chris in Brantford next. Hey, Chris, what's up? Good morning. Good morning. VPN. Yeah. What's your take on it, and do you guys personally use them if you go on vacation? Um. Well, we don't go on vacation. I'm okay. just kidding. Uh, VPN. So the idea of the VPN is so that you surf through it to uh, f- try to effectively get more of a private surfing um, ability when you're doing it. Correct. So if you're on vacation, the idea being that you're instead of being in a public area, um, you know, at a Starbucks or wherever you're at your hotel, you'll be able to VPN out and again be more private if you have to do banking or whatever you're doing. Um, since I don't do any online banking whatsoever, it's not even an issue for me. <laughs> so I wouldn't use the VPN. And the issue with some of the VPNs, and we put links to past shows, like literally I think two shows ago, because we were we were on vacation the past two weekends. Um, we had a caller with a similar question, and we did put a link up to the quote unquote ten best VPN services out there. Okay. Um, but some of them are kind of silly in that you think you're actually using the VPN. Uh, DNS and you're not, you end up using your local DNS, um, which doesn't, which kind of defeats the purpose as far as security goes if you're looking to protect yourself from where you've been surfing. Sure. Um, so be aware of some of the better VPN services versus the others. Um, but I would recommend if you're going to do anything on vacation or outside your network that you should use a VPN because it'll be much more secure. You shouldn't be doing anything uh, these days without being connected in a public um, network environment. Uh, period. Because even years ago, my email got hacked when on vacation using a public Wi-Fi at a hotel. So that's why it makes me think about it uh, going forward for vacations. Right. Well, yeah, you must have you must have logged in through a browser and you were logged you logged in your credentials and somebody was sniffing that information out. Evidently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's good that you you can you think about it. Um, nowadays, though, if you're getting your email through your smartphone, that wouldn't that credential wouldn't be passed anyways. It's only when you're on a browser that you have to worry. 
um, generally about that. So, I gotcha. and HTTPS doesn't necessarily save you from this. Uh, necessarily, uh, you should definitely consider a VPN if you're going to be traveling around and doing anything that you want to be more secure about. So, realistically, so. any apps on your phone, then you're be be protected because you're not using a VPN, but it's through an app, so therefore it's more yeah. secure. Correct. If your app has already got the credential embedded, uh, that's not being passed, and it should be it should be securely passing that information between you and wherever you're going. As long as it's not the Weather Channel app. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> mail, well, mail app or you know the Credit Union app or something like that. Correct. Yeah, that doesn't that shouldn't matter where you are as far as security. You you, you won't really be able to establish a VPN anyways between your phone first and then. To run the app, I don't think. I mean, that could exist, but I was thinking more so from my laptop. Exactly. Level. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, you should consider it, Chris. Um, and again, I wouldn't be able to give you any examples because we don't. I don't personally do anything of any importance while I'm on vacation. I don't want to look at my computer if, uh, if I can Understood. stand it. <laughs> All right, Chris. Thank you. You got it, sir. Bye. Bye. Yeah, I want to disconnect. Disconnect. Disconnect, man. Oh, Just want to enjoy a Corona on the beach. How would you breathe? I can do it. <laughs> It's funny, too, because I have all these neck issues. I can't move my neck around very easily. I thought it was tech neck, so we were on vacation during the Christmas holiday, and I didn't look at my screen at all. I didn't look at any screens, and my neck still hurts. So it's not tech neck. It's just old neck. <laughs> <laughs> tech neck is a thing, I guess, but uh, who knows? Or maybe it's tech neck because of all the screen time I do have. I don't know. Let's move on to Mark in North Brantford. Hey, Mark, what's up? How are you? Um, Good. What was what was the name of that delivery service you were talking about? Yeah, if it's in California, they've got a PepsiCo uh, robot on wheels that's going to deliver your snacks right to you. I wonder if they deliver bacon wrapped deep fried butter sticks. No, someday, <laughs> someday, maybe at the Durham Fair. <laughs> you, you're limited to baked, uh, baked uh, potato chips, healthy foods. Yeah, yes. wonderful. <laughs> um, I a- have a, a Galaxy S4, and I keep getting this. Um, Restart uh, demand to because the SIM card is not uh, being detected. Have you heard of that? I haven't heard of it, but that's doesn't oh, sound it's good. Very common. Oh, is it? Yeah. S four right. in the S four. I don't think any other Galaxy is having that issue. All right. Now is I that is that the latest one? The S uh, four? No, no. S four okay. is an old one. Oh, okay. So I mean, I, I should upgrade, but I just you know. This works fine. The phone works great until I have to restart, reboot it, and then, then it's fine. Have, have you tried re- reseeding it? I'm going to. Uh, I did that once, but then I went online and I found that there was some other issues, so I'm going to try that. But yeah. if I can't fix it, I'm not going to go crazy. I'm going to just get another phone. Yeah, check out the Pixels, uh, Pixel 3s. The what? The Google Pixel 3s or the 2s. Um, not, if you're an Android fan, which it sounds like you are, yes. um, check out Google Pixels. They're awesome. And then check out Google Pixel uh, Project Fi, I should say. And uh, my phone bill is $21 a month. <laughs> it's an awesome thing. Project what? Google Project Fi. Um, P-H-I? F-I. And it's a, uh, it's a SIMless system. So when we were on vacation, we were able to make phone calls out of Mexico without changing our SIMs. We were able to use data anywhere you wanted to. So it's got a great international uh, connectability. And uh, it's cheap. Okay. Very cheap. And uh, well, as long as you don't crank, use all your data, as long as you're smart about how data works, as long as, long as you jiggle the handle on your data usage, you know, the toilet running and you're using all that water, jiggle the handle on your data use by putting the data saver in place and turn off all the background updates because you don't need Facebook to update while you're driving in the car. You really don't care. Right. Um, you'll end up with $21 phone bills like me. Good. All right. Check it out. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty careful with the data usage. I don't use a lot of 
updated. But anyway, that's good. Good yeah. to know. Yeah. Uh, what, what was the uh, the recommendations for uh, consumer laptops? I, I do like the HPs. I've had them yeah. for a long time. Yeah, we're I'm still we're fans of HP. It's, it's a good it's a good quality. They've been man- manufacturing laptops forever. Um, and, and what models are you recommending? I like the Envies for consumer consumer what? grade. Envies. Envy. Mm-hmm. Just like it's pronounced. Yep. The word Envy. E N V Y. Yep. Oh. Check it out, and uh, you can go you know check out any of the big box stores. They should have them. So. All right, Mark. Very good. Good luck with that. Thanks, bye. Yeah, bye-bye. Yeah, Google, I see that the uh, the SIM card issue is something pretty common in the S4. That is pretty old, I guess. The the, the, the Galaxies are up to nines, I guess, so. That well, SIM cards can fail, too. Yeah, yeah. You could can be a bad it. SIM card. Yep, you can replace it. We're going to step out for a quick break. We're here till 11 o'clock, so stick around. We have two lines open for you. Uh, feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Dave, hang on. Paul, hang on. And uh, everything we've talked about today has been posted live by Mike G over at computertalkwithtab.com. It's the name of the show, .com, which also works. If you go to Facebook and like Tab Computer, I mean, is anybody using Facebook anymore? I mean, they're tanking faster than anybody, anything out there. Uh, but if you're still using Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg deems the news worthy, it might get into your news feed. And, of course, if you're still using Twitter... <laughs> which people are still using Twitter. Um, you can follow us over at Tab Computer Sys. It'll go right to your Twitter feed. We'll be right back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 